VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is almost back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass is caught and a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the man. This is the Mazzotcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazzotcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is uh, Mizzou's official beet juice strainer, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And Hugh Freeze's bedside candy striper, Caleb Bungart. Hello, kids. Well, it's the, I guess, the official beginning of college football, and for Mizzou fans, the official end. <laughs> the official uh, beginning of the Barry Odom Another Barry Odom season. Yeah, it's uh, obviously if you're listening to this and you're a Mizzou fan, you know that the Tigers lost the uh, opening game on the road to Wyoming. Wyoming, folks. That's right. Wyoming. You know why I'm never going to forgive Mizzou for this loss is that I can't enjoy Tennessee losing to fucking buttfuck Alabama. Technically, it was buttfuck Georgia. But either way. um, That's right. This was supposed to be. Letter school you. Mm -hmm. Put it on Tennessee. Which I was so happy about. We were going to enjoy that on the show, yeah, weren't we, guys? We were going to have a good time with that. Watching. I was tickled as well. Uh, oh, about yeah. 4 p.m. today, we knew where this show was going to be about. Yeah, it's gonna it be was going to be shoving it up Tennessee's yeah, asshole. Yeah, right up their buttholes. But we're turns out our turds. buttholes are pretty full as well. <laughs> yeah, they pushed, those cowboys pushed our turds way up there. Well, it was, uh, we, we've been waiting for so long to see what Kelly Bryant can do. And I think we now know. Mm-hmm. We now know what he can do, what he won't do. And, uh, what he's capable of, which I'm is trying to, I'm trying to, to temper my anger with Kelly Bryant because he did have over 300 yards and offense. Yards. Or was it? Yeah. I mean, and he did, yeah, he did Wyoming. some things, but to me, he just looked like he was refused to run. He'd run right up to the line of scrimmage and then he'd throw across his body out of bounds or something. I'm like, take this eight yards in front of you. Like he did it all night. And I just kept thinking, is this guy, he's like, well, I got to put, I got to put my arm on tape for the NFL. I like me, me picking up yards, my legs isn't doing anything for me. He, he missed, he left so many plays on the field. It just got so frustrating. He looks like one of those quarterbacks who's been dubbed a runner his whole life. And he's bound to, or he's out to prove that he is a passing quarterback. He's a full fledged quarterback, but there were times we needed those legs. I mean, cause you've been saying Colin before the season started, obviously that you were excited to have a dual threat quarterback, but we didn't have a dual threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. We had a lesser passer than we had last year because he's not Drew Locke. They didn't run the run pass option. They didn't throw to Albert O, the yeah. biggest guy, the strongest guy on the team. They didn't do so much. And it was obvious, you know, they thought, well, we're playing Wyoming. We're not going to open the playbook up. But at some point, whenever you're down by 17 points on the road to fucking Wyoming, it's time to pull a few plays out of your hat, Derek Dooley. And it wasn't just that he didn't run that was frustrating for me for Kelly Bryant. It was the fact that he made some horrible decisions. And there are people that will defend Kelly Bryant and his skill, which is there. But some of those decisions he made, I mean, that throw he made across his body that was intercepted in the end zone, that was as bad a decision as I've seen a quarterback make maybe ever. And I've watched all of Matty Mock's college career. That's saying something. Well, he's a senior and, you know, a fumble. uh, I mean, he had a lot of turnovers. Yeah. I mean, mean, we turned the ball over. On the goal line twice. That sack in the two-minute drill. 
Our mobile quarterback took a sack at the end of the game in the two minute. You know what I mean? We had to burn a timeout because of it. I mean, late in the game when we needed him to shine and show us why we wanted him, yeah. he missed open receivers. Didn't not miss them throwing the ball. Missed didn't throw the last the ball. play of the game. He threw in a triple coverage. He, he was, did that a lot of the game. He was like Alex Smith with attention deficit disorder. Yeah, the difference is Alex Smith protected the ball well. It, and like I said, so we're, we're banging on Kelly Bryant, and I don't want to hear people bemoan that because he's the quarterback, so he's going to take grief. So get over it. That's the way it is. But the point of the he's matter is, is that grown ass man. this is, um, this is a defensive problem at the end of the day. This, the, that's the main problem in this game is that we, we had Missouri game. State again on our hands. We that's played right. a whole game with no safeties. Yeah, apparently. Entire, entire <laughs> football game, and apparently there was not a How does Barry Odom, our defensive coach, not have our safeties understanding how to play defense? I mean, the mind-boggling thing about us being bad at defense in this game and allowing Wyoming to score 37 points is that they had a quarterback who does not throw the ball. Yeah, and like in the first half, he had three passes. The whole way into the, the second half, he was at four passes. And... I'm sorry. If you've got a one-dimensional defense with inferior talent, you should be able to stop those motherfuckers. Now, granted, some of those points came directly off of turnovers, but they scored way too much, and they moved the ball way too much mm-hmm. on a defense which was supposed to be improved and a secondary which was supposed to be much improved. They let that kid look like Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah. I don't want – I mean, I, I already see it on, on Twitter – the Barry Odom, fire Barry Odoms, and I'm, listen, that is my reaction to, like, initially. Like, fuck this guy, I'm sick of this fucking shtick, this bullshit, never prepared the first game, but I did that last year. Yeah. I've fallen out of love with Barry Odom, and yeah. then I'll, then he'll, you know, he rail off six wins or something. Lord, you're back in. I don't wanna, I don't wanna scream fire Barry Odom off of one game against Wyoming, but, Boy, I want to. Yeah. I'm not well, going to. I certainly Boy, I understand the impulse of yes. fans to, to start hashtagging that. I asked mm. to fire Derek Dooley right off the bat last year. I'm going to do it again. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, he certainly Very didn't. vanilla offense. Yeah. Extremely I think he vanilla. sucks. I think he's fucking terrible. Well, Chuck down Charlie Kelly Bryant doesn't give him a ton of options. because Yeah, he, Brady Quinn Brady Quinn level quarterback play with the checkdowns and then checkdowns and the checkdowns and the checkdowns. And when he did look deeper, he had success. I mean, he had some success tonight, but it was so intermittent. And every time we had the ball, well, the, the fear of turnovers was so high, again, abnormally high. We have, we have drifted back into Kelly Bryant talk, but I want, I'm not dumb bitching about the defense because, hey guys, I'm going to tell you something. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Mizzou linebackers. I'm mm-hmm. fucking sick of it since Brothers was a great linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know who wasn't a great linebacker that got hyped up, that slid off people like a fucking wet turd? Michael Shearer. Yeah. And then you know who else did that tonight? Dale Garrett. I'm sick of hearing about what great senior leadership linebackers we always have. Fuck that. Our linebackers have sucked consistently since Quintrell Brothers. I mean, consistently. One of the things about line, the linebackers that has been so problematic is how badly out of position they are. And I think that kind of like our safeties goes to coaching, but it also goes to like the whole. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The whole thing about linebackers is they're supposed to be the smartest guys on the field. You know, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be the guys who kind of read minds and know where the play is going and are in position. And if they need to block the run, they're going to stop the run. If they need to be dropping the coverage, they're going to drop into coverage. Our linebackers are never in the right place. If you're not paying a lot of attention, I could see how you could could be sort of high on Kale Garrett because at least once a game he does do something sort of like, oh, look at that. He smacks somebody for a loss or maybe he'll get a sack or he'll 
pick it, he'll, he'll even get an interception or something like that. And so it's easy to remember those sort of big plays. It's the, the fact that he slides off of tackles, misses tackles throughout the game, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the wash, you know what I mean? In the wash of the play, everything's, the action's happening. And if you're not paying a lot of attention, you may not notice that Kale Garrett bounces off of, or just takes a bad angle or misses a, ta- outright misses a tackle. It's, it's not as easy to see that as his sack. Yeah. So people are like, I remember his sack. I remember when he got that interception that one time. What they don't remember is the fucking 13 plays in a row where he didn't make the fucking play. My fear is that as bad as the defense was tonight, we haven't seen how bad they can be. I mean, keep in mind, AC is still on this team, and AC was terrible for the entire time he's been in college. I'm sick of the press corps in this fucking town telling me that, like, the ACs of the world are, oh, they're terrific. Yeah. Big well, senior terrificness and, and Kale Garrett, big trip. Tri- you know who's terrific? Albert fucking O. And we didn't throw him the ball near enough. On well, one third down, he wasn't even on the field. <laughs> yeah, an important thing. At the end down. of the game. Yeah. <laughs> no, in the Lionel drive. But what I'm saying about the, we haven't seen how bad the defense can be is we were up against a quarterback who didn't throw the ball. We haven't seen cornerbacks completely whiff on their assignment. We haven't seen cornerbacks let guys get 40 yard passes and be in wrong positions. We haven't seen all drop interceptions. We haven't seen the badness that this cornerback crew can do. I mentioned it earlier. If this kid could throw, we lose by 25. There's no doubt about it. He did not throw the ball. We got beat. If he can throw it, we get fucked. Don't he had the you think worst mustache in the world too? No, it was a he bad had the mustache. worst mustache ever. And I'm, I, I thought it was fucking handsome, but I just glad he didn't throw the ball and put us in the mud. Don't you think our safeties could have cheated a little, knowing that he's never going to throw it ever? Don't you think well, that's assuming we had safeties on the field? I'm not sure we did. I no, never saw they them. They never Is there a rule in the Mountain West that if you play on the road at a Mountain West school, you're not allowed to bring your safeties? Yeah, we only played nine we'll guys on the field, I'm pretty sure, the whole time. There's no other way it could have happened. I mean, the implications. Let's talk about the implications. Because, I mean, I don't know if the game's worth even really hashing out. It was just bad from... We went up 14 to nothing and everything looked, well, this is exactly what we'd hope. And then it just went downhill from there and we tried to scramble too little, too late. And it was just bad decision, fumbles, penalties. And Fuck. I know the implications of this game though are who cares about the fucking NCAA anymore and their stupid fucking bowl ban? Just fucking cancel the appeal. Takes a goddamn it, ban. It, it looked like to me that Missouri's like, well, we're going to beat. Wyoming. So let's not open the clip playbook very far because we don't want to give everything away to the Georgias and the Tennessees and the Floridas. You know, we don't want to waste that stuff on Wyoming. So we're just going to run the most vanilla playbook in the world and our talent is going to take us over the top. Well, you know what? It didn't. They didn't drink enough beet juice. No, they sure didn't. There ain't enough beet juice in the world to make up that horseshit. Well, you know, (laughs) the thing about the stupid altitude is it's hard to blame the altitude when you start getting your ass hammered in the second quarter. It's not like the fourth quarter was whenever we started fucking up and we needed more beet juice. I mean, we scored, what, 14 points in the first quarter and then... Don't score till the fourth quarter. And then we? what did we, we scored what in the fourth quarter? Uh, uh, 30, 31, so, you know, you put up 17. Yeah, so, and then did nothing for two quarters right in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. Ex- oh, we shouldn't say we did nothing. We allowed, um, Wyoming to fucking curb stomp us. Run down the field over and over and the over. The second quarter was where we got beat in that game. One of the worst quarters of Mizzou football I've ever had the, uh, emotional raping to watch. I blame part of this on Rick Neuheisel being the fucking announcer. I agree with that, Caleb. It's not nope. wrong. He might be the worst person on the He's planet. He's a real cocksucker. <laughs> he really is. I hate him. I, uh, I marked that second quarter up with last year when we went up against South Carolina and the storms hit and God descended on our Missouri Tigers and crushed our souls. Those were two quarters that reminded me of like, what the fuck just happened? What is, it was one of those things whenever we fumbled it, you know, within the five yard line and they run that shit back, you think, okay, this is this, that's the kind of play. This is the kind of thing that happens in a game where the severe underdog, by the way, keep in mind, we were favored by 18 fucking points in this game. 18 fucking points and we lost. So we hit the over. So congratulate yourself. You bet on that. Well. The, uh, oh no, I hated the play calling. I hate to complain about play calling because it's sort of one of those cliches, but I didn't like the play calling at all. Well, we never go over the middle, like, yeah, all don't the, use the middle of the here. field. And and even couple, we we have... did do it a couple times. And you know what? You know how I, why I noticed? It's because it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, why don't we use the biggest part of the field with our biggest, most talented target? I mean, that just is day one fucking stuff. How does somebody get paid to be a goddamn offensive coordinator and forget the middle of the fucking field? And Alberto, how the fuck does that happen? And I don't want to hear anything about uh, Alberto pushing that guy and getting the penalty at a 
very important time in the game. That did suck, but he is still the best player we have on the field at that moment and bigger than any of their defenders. If we go to him every fucking time, we win that game. We never went to him. Well, one thing that I tell you what, the receivers didn't help Kelly Bryant at all. There was at least four, four passes tonight that were over the, over the, I would say 20 yard mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Passes of more than 20 yards and four of them were dropped tonight. Four of very catchable balls. Now don't yeah. get me wrong. Kelly Bryant threw some turds tonight too, but he yeah. threw four. Very catchable balls that were over 20 yards, and we all four of them were dropped. Maybe yeah. five. I'm, I'm, I can't remember if I kept track of all of them. But Jim well, on more coming back. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And anybody who says, oh, don't be too hard on Kelly Bryant because I saw a lot to like. Granted, there was a lot to like, but here's th- something you saw that you shouldn't like, which was thrown into triple coverage over and over and over again. And here's something you shouldn't like. We lost to Wyoming. That's something you probably ought not like. Yeah. Another thing is he threw behind guys all the time. He threw into triple coverage when there were other guys open. I mean, the thing when is... When he had 10 open yards of running space in front of him. Yeah. And he had a lot of open guys. I mean, he always went to his check down, as we mentioned. But there were guys in the mid-level that he never looked at. And and, and early in the game, we were praising the living shit out of him. We were like, mm-hmm. man, even when he runs, he keeps his head on a swivel. Yeah. You know, oh, man. he And the, and the first touchdown th- he threw, that was a thing of beauty. You know what I mean? Like, he, he avoided... A uh, pass rusher slickly, you know, uh, with his feet, and then he just had a gentle, slow toss. I mean, if there's one thing that Drew Locke struggled with, it was those short passes. He tended to wing them in there too much. It was a delicate pass, three yard touchdown pass. We were up seven nothing, but the wheels came off fast and they came off hard. And he is not Trevor Lawrence. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. Uh, Kelly Bryant next week could be phenomenal. So I don't want to like write it, write him off. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it is week one. The car- it's a bad week one. The fact is, is that Kelly Bryant did not have a very good game. And I, you know, I know there's going to be certain bloggers on Twitter who made a determination about what Kelly Bryant was in the first minute of the game and is going to die on that fucking hill as if he had a greatest game on, on earth, but he didn't. This wasn't a good game. This is a guy who made a lot of bad throws, had some bad turnovers, and couldn't get it done against Wyoming at the end of the game. And so I'm not saying Kelly Bryant is a bad football player, but he had a bad night. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what Anybody said, I, I watched the game. I watched a quarterback that if what wasn't Kelly Bryant, people would have been bemoaning. Well, keep but he was our new shiny toy. And some of people have already decided what he is. So they're not going to allow themselves to let facts penetrate their fucking psyche. Keep in mind that as bad as this game was, we had a chance to win this game with a two minute drill mm-hmm. in the end. And, uh, Kelly Bryant was the guy. This is his time to shine when you're the A1 quarterback and you want NFL scouts to see you. This is it. You can negate all the bad play. By marching the team down the field. And guess what? Wyoming was letting us march down the field. To an extent. He, but, he was doing the job for a minute. I was like, Kelly Bryant made gonna, bad decisions. Yeah, he's going to be, he's going to make, uh, he's going to make up for it right now. He's going to show us something special. And for, I, I believe that all the way up till we got to about the 20 yard line. And yeah. then it all. Well, third and 11. That's yeah. when I stopped believing it. But it, it is the thing that's like, in sports, you can negate a lot of bad shit by pulling one out of your ass. And we had the chance to win it and we chose. Not to. We, we had, chose to let we Wyoming look better. Albert O single coverage in the end zone on the last play, and he threw it into triple coverage to a five foot ten man. I saw him at least twice decide not to go underneath to Albert O and try to go to the Jonathan Johnson between a fucking corner and a safety. I saw it at least twice tonight where he, the underneath pass was Albert O. You know, it's probably an eight yard pass, and you know, but you expect Albert O to collect another several yards out of that. Instead, he tried to go, you know, one level deeper to Jonathan Johnson, which in essence was ended up being in double coverage. And I'm just like, is he throwing that ball because he wants to not take the easy thing over the middle? Because, you know, what he wants to do is fit a tight window to a wide receiver and show off his arm strength because he wants a scout to see this. I just kept thinking, like, all his decisions seem, you know, the, 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 the complete reticent to, reticence to run. The trying to fit these small windows when they, he just wasn't taking the easy stuff. And then, ugh, the check downs. Anyway, I don't want to bash Kelly Bryant. I really I guess, feel like we're giving him too much probably, trouble for this. Probably, but. too. I was expecting a little more Brad Smith. Yeah, exactly. So, like, a playmaker, it, a game-breaker. That's my fault for expecting that from him, but I've watched him play football before. Yeah. I know that he can run the ball and do things and do it with his feet. And that well, opens, look what he, he that ran down up, that guy on that fucking hit, that fumble. That opens up the offense. If he runs it, you know, we can do we can do things. And I expected more Brad, and I, I got more Kirk Farmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Well, like I'm, I said, maybe maybe he'll – 
I don't know. I'm not giving up on Kelly Bryan. I'm not going to write Kelly Bryan off. Well, I'll tell you, I, what I, a couple things I wanted to mention is that uh, Jalen Knox, I feel like I saw some of the wide receivers that looked like they had potential. Or maybe it was just they were a lot bigger than the Wyoming cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Knox looked fluid. I also thought that we we got a lot out of Jonathan Nance. You know, he was he seemed to be over around the field a lot and making yeah. big plays. Long, lanky guy. You know, I feel like there are – He could play, play, put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, there are playmakers on this team. Of course, they were unutilized. But – there were so there were so many mistakes. It's hard to even. We're recording this immediately after the game is over. I mean, as soon as the clock wound down and the Wyoming fans sparked their belt buckles, crawling over the fence to get onto the field to uh, tear down the goalpost, we came down to record this. There's going to be a lot of belt buckle impressions inside thighs this week. That's up there. <laughs> that is true. I mean, they're going to be everywhere. Them girls are going to have them there for a week. Yeah, up. they're, they're excited up there. Wyoming is the least populous state, but they're going to add a few babies nine some, months from now. Yeah, there's going to be some fucking. Yeah, good for them. Fuck yeah. them. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think we we need to regroup, go our first break, and then maybe we'll take some voicemails. I feel like it's always cathartic for us sure. in these types of situations. Because ultimately, I think one thing I want to tell the listeners to take away from this is once every year, every two years, we got to have one of these games that reminds you, like, hey, Things are going good. The team looks good. But don't forget, you're a Missouri Tiger fan. And fuck some, you. Somebody's, eventually, fate is going to crush your ball sack. And this is just one of those nights. So, I mean, whether it's Middle Tennessee or Indiana or now Wyoming, add that to the pile of fucking sadness to remind yourself that you are a Mizzou fan. And even though it hurts and even though it sucks, you're still a better football fan than an Alabama fan. And I'll tell you why. It's fucking easy to root for Alabama. Try losing to fucking Wyoming in game one, Alabama fan. How do you deal with that? I don't think you fucking can deal with that. you got to be a fucking Missouri fan and have calluses over your fucking heart. That's how you deal with it. Yep. But anyway, that's a diatribe. I'm going to go to break. This is the Mazzotcast. Look, I've never been sicker in my life. I'm a freshman at Mizzou, and this is my first time getting to root for Mizzou, and we fucking lost to Wyoming. I guess I'm just going to wrap this up by saying, fuck, Wyoming. Uh, I was at the Auburn-Oregon game, which was one of the best games of the year. It was a great game, and I couldn't enjoy a second of it because Mizzou sucks, and we lost, and that is one of the worst things I've ever witnessed in my life. So uh happy to join Mizzou fandom, uh, and... I'm not shocked at all that it ended with bullshit like that. So thank you. Bye. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Seems like it was only yesterday. (laughs) Vaguely. Do you want to increase your performance and get extra confidence in the bedroom? I know that I do. Need anything I can get. I do not have a large penis. No, it's sad. We share the same genetics. We've been shortchanged. Yeah, it was not. Well, I've got news for you and I, Brennan, and for all of our listeners. Good news. And that is bluechew.com. That's right, BlueChew.com. Mmm, sounds like dog medicine. It's not dog medicine. It's dong pills. So what you're saying is we're now one of those podcasts sponsored by dong pills. You better believe it. Great. Yes. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with an FDA approved. This is not pseudoscience bullshit. My dick will be the judge of that. <laughs> BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. So if you conceivably want to drive a 16-penny nail through a 2x4 with your cock, Blue Chew is for you. What if you want an erection so hard that a cat couldn't scratch it? Well, then Blue Chew is for you. What if you want your erection to be so hard it's like a diamond in an ice storm in Greenland? (laughs) Well, Blue Chew is for you. Fair enough. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or empty, and since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as the other pills. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. <laughs> <laughs> I see what they did there, Blue yeah, Chew. Yeah. Well, what if you have no teeth, Colin? Well, <laughs> bad question, dickhead. <laughs> All right, so right now we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Armchair. Just pay five dollars shipping. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. That's right. Dong pills. <laughs> Dong pills. <laughs> well, we're back, guys. It's uh, 
It's been a long time since we've done this, but uh, it's time for our voicemail segment. And uh, even though the people are going to be angry and the people are going to be sad and probably irrational, possibly offensive, it makes me feel better. This is the only thing that's going to help. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Here's our first one. Hi, this is Benedict from Country Life Acres. The Mizzou game, they are losing because of the altitude. If they would have spent more time hydrating and had more time to acclimate, they would have been fine. I just know Kelly Bryant has a headache right now. I one time got altitude sickness, and I had a headache for a solid two hours. So this cannot, this this is just terrible. Well, I guess scratch what we said in the first 20 minutes. It was a headache. Yeah, alcohol sickness. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Maybe. I'll, I'll take that. Whatever. Yeah, I'm a Zodcast. Long-time follower, first-time caller. Uh, number one, Barry Odom. Absolute trash. He is 3-15 and 15 opening the season against FBS opponents, which is, I'm sorry, 3-16 and 16 after he lost this one. LOL. Ridiculous. He, he's gotta go immediately. The guy clearly doesn't have it. Comes out of the gate completely unprepared. Wins a few games against some shitty SEC East teams late in the season. Makes a terrible bowl game. Loses that. And he looks like Bill from King of the Hill. So, um, <laughs> if you need any more reasons, uh, there's something wrong with you. Secondly, Kelly Bryant, uh, very underwhelming tonight. I thought he was, he was definitely a mixed bag. He looked a lot like, honestly, I thought he looked a lot like James Franklin, but with worse decision making. He had some mind numbing throws, uh, the fumble, scoop six. Not very pleased with what I thought of Kelly Bryant tonight. Tonight was an embarrassment. Anyways, thanks for taking my call and, uh, hope to hear what y'all have to say tomorrow on the, on the podcast. Thank you. It's halftime. We are losing by 10 points to Wyoming. I was told this was going to be a special year. We had a really good team. Our defense was better. We gave up uh, two gigantic long running touchdowns to fucking Wyoming in the first half. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm used to stop buying in all the fucking hype on the zoo because I just keep getting myself burned. It's like a bad relationship. I keep thinking that he's changed and he's better and then he just beats me and uh, all my friends are like, why don't you see this? Can you get out of this? And I'm like, no, no, it's going to change. It's going to change. I'm like a fucking moron in my Tigers jersey right now. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll pull this one out and we'll win this one. But even then, you just uh, look like hot garbage versus fucking Wyoming and everyone's going to talk shit on us. Even if they went Tennessee lost to a fucking nobody, and then we can't even just be a regular team and just take care of his opponent. No, no, our SEC-ness has to go and fuck us over because we're like fucking idiots after the game. So even if we win, even if we win, we're fucking idiots. So, um, you know, go Tigers. This is my life. Spoiler alert, uh, don't win. Earth of being born into a Tigers family. So, fuck me, right? All right, go, go Tigers, I guess. I'd like to help that guy feel a little better this week by letting him know that everybody that does not play football looks like shit in a jersey. <laughs> That's fair. <sighs> it's good to be back, boys. I'm glad he's on cast back. I'm a long-time fan, long-time listener. I'm uh, pretty fucked. Pretty, uh, yeah, it's great. So, Kelly, that was something. The defense, that was something. Um, losing to Wyoming, that was something. Hot garbage, probably. Oh, All right, well, pretty uh, in shock, but also not in shock. I don't know. Feel like it's Mizzou, you know. We find a way. Who's gonna point? Tennessee. Get projected to go ten and two, eleven and one, and lose to Wyoming in the first game. So yeah, M I Z two and ten. We'll find out. Fuck my life. Seems to be a theme. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, just saw the hot garbage. Hot and garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Got this a fan back there. This is Dooley. This is Odom. I'd rather pound my testicles with a ball ping hammer <laughs> than watch one more fucking Got a fan game. In <laughs> with this defense and this offense. Am I Z. I think this might be the first call where there was an assistant caller. Yeah, I like it. it. Yeah. We stepped on our dicks so many times, it looks like a hot dog out of a microwave. And now we get to eat it. <laughs> I don't like that for some reason. Yeah. I enjoy that. <laughs> now we get to eat it. Mizzou just lost to Wyoming. Fucking Wyoming. 
can I say something real quick though about this? Like everybody keeps announcing Wyoming like they're fucking terrible. You know how we have as many national championships as Wyoming. <laughs> Why the fuck do you expect us to be any better than Wyoming? I expect it's just because we can we have loads more talent. We know? sound like Tennessee when we're getting beat by somebody like, oh my god, Mizzou beat us. No, we don't deserve shit. We've never done anything. Yeah. We're fucking terrible most of the time. We we have lost every single time we've played in Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what happens. Like You should expect this. It's not a fucking shock. Why Wyoming beat us. Hi, so here's what I don't understand. Where does this program go from? I'm a pessimist, and not even in my worst nightmares could I have imagined Mizzou losing this game, much less in the fashion that they lost, assuming they lose the game. But like, they do. this is utterly embarrassing. The whole program should be embarrassed. The whole the athletic department. You don't, like, I don't even have words for this. They should not have, ugh, gosh. I mean, where, where do I begin? Where do any of us begin? How did they misplay, mishandle this game plan so poorly? Wyoming is not a good team. And you show up and just get, like, lab demolished? This is Wyoming. This isn't... This is <laughs> Wyoming! I don't know. I'm at a loss for words, and I'm sure the rest of the fan base is, too. So, curious to hear y'all's opinions. Yeah, why are we doing this anymore, honestly? It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, burn it down. Hot dog water. Hot dog what water. What a fucking shit show this is. Typical fucking Barry Odom game. Not ready. Suck a dick. And now we see why Kelly Bryant is not starting at Clemson. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. <laughs> shit <Benefits>. show. <laughs> shit fucking show. I like that God guy. bless. I like sound effects. I appreciate yeah, I like, it. I like that guy. Yeah, this is fucking hot garbage. I'm about to throw my hat. I'm literally eating four hats tonight because I said the Wyoming wouldn't lose this game. I'm done. I I quit. No, I'm you're not, not a fan You're not. No. Literally you're a liar. Every year we, Sydney, we deal with it this. It was sit down. It was let me think. Kentucky. <laughs> it was in 2018. What year do you want to? 2017. 2016. Um, we were talking about. Losing into Wyoming, getting the fuck, going to the woodshed, literally getting taken to the woodshed against Wyoming. They have brown jerseys. Honestly, literally their jerseys are brown. <laughs> That's true. There's no Out. names on them either. I uh, honestly, if you uh, jump off board of your team because they're bad, that makes you a bad fan. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's e- like you said, it's easy to root for Alabama. Like I, got, I know a guy who who quit rooting for the Chiefs because he was so mad when they got rid of Alex Smith and he became a Browns fan. Apropos of nothing, just like, because of Alex Smith, after 30 years of fandom for the Kansas City Chiefs, like, uh, that makes you a bad fan. Do you understand? Like, you get frustrated with a team and you just decide to up and switch because they make you upset. Like, don't say you give up on Mizzou. You didn't give up on Mizzou. You're going to watch Mizzou again. Well, they're your team, and if they're not... Then you're just a bad fan if you're just gonna jump ship when shit's in the. I won't wait till they go 13 and 0, then drop their ass. (laughs) (laughs) They'll never know it was coming. That's right. Well, keep a principled stand, Caleb. Now this guy's not a bad fan though. He is not going to drop Mizzou. No. Every year we have our listeners. I'm saying if he would do, he followed through on that statement, and I know that he won't. If he followed through on that statement, I would would make him a bad fan. But like I said, every year or two we have a horrible, horrible, embarrassing game that makes you want to crawl under a rock, and somebody calls in and says, "I'm done. I'm never watching Mizzou." again but we know that they do we know that they do it within the week or the two weeks they're back it's the nature of being a mizzou fan it's the nature yeah, because of being if a you honestly follow through on those sorts of things those sorts of statements you'd be a bad fan of course you're gonna stick with your team thick and thin for instance it's like i feel like i've earned patrick mahomes because i lived through pioli you know what i mean like you gotta if mizzou wins a national championship one day you'll have lived through this part of it you'll have earned it yeah and that's excited. It's hard to be a Mizzou fan. There's, yeah. there's, uh, cause they're going to do this to you. They're going to break mm-hmm. it off inside you with a Wyoming loss. That's <laughs> sure. That's what they're going to do. Hey, uh, we had like so many fucking voicemails. Um, we're going to bust up this segment so you don't have to listen to just like 30 of them in a row. <laughs> but I mean, I guess what we need to do now is, uh, just go around the horn to hear about all the other fucking horrible games in the SEC. Oh, I'm sure we did fine. I'm sure Missouri was the only embarrassment to the league this today. It turns out the whole fucking SEC conference sucks. Do you know the premier conference in all of college football? Mm-hmm. They've uh, become the Pac-12. I wish I'd have gotten a boat wreck and died on impact this morning <laughs> instead of watching this whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Yeah. yeah. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go around the horn with the SEC. We- 
break our bread at Waffle House, our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. We built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. You got some games for us, Caleb? I do have some games for you. Where would you like to start? Just name one. Let's go through it. Anybody got one? Well, let's go with Alabama because I'm sure that was the most exciting game Ooh, of the day. It was a tough one. Alabama was playing the smart kids from Duke today. They yeah, actually... You let Paul Feinbaum get in on this action? I guess or we Pine, should. Because, Fine bot, I should say. Yeah, he's probably a sad guy. If he wants to talk about Alabama, let's, let's get him going. <laughs> Paul, do you think you can handle it today? I don't know. Yeah, I knew it was going to be sad. Yeah, it's been a tough day for Paul. All right. Alabama played Duke, smart kids. Tua had a hell of a day. Did he? Yeah, Tua played two and a half quarters, threw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, Alabama won 42-3. to Yeah, I kind of thought that's maybe what Kelly Bryant might do today. No, that's not what he did. Yeah. Yeah, no big surprise there. That is one of the few games where we can say no big surprise there. Alabama does what Alabama do. Because they're really well coached and they don't, they don't shit the bed. They don't, they don't just douse the field in hot dog water. They hot could not run the ball today. They had guys suspended. They did all kinds of stuff like that. But you know what they did? They threw the ball to receivers who caught the ball and ran them in for touchdowns. Yep. Sounds straightforward. Yeah, easy. Pretty, pretty easy. Well, let's move on to some others. We had Kentucky playing Toledo, and Kentucky did win that game by 14, but they got down twice early and had to kind of come back and get some turnovers to win that game. Must be yeah. nice to win against an inferior opponent. Or get turnovers. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. We had uh, Mississippi State playing the University of Louisiana Raging Cajuns today. Mm-hmm. That was a closer game than it should have been. It very was. So Mississippi State yeah. did not look good, but they did win 38-28. to Yeah, not much different than Kentucky score. No, no, no. And then we had this barn burner out there with Ole Miss playing Memphis. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Miss. It was a it was a five point win for Memphis, fifteen to ten. Yeah, I uh, had Mrs. Mazadkaz with me watching this one, and uh, it was brutal. Ole Miss has zero offense, which is crazy because everybody's like, "Well, is Ole Miss going to have a defense this year?" And when we talked about it in your Caleb the Greek segment, you did not have any faith in the defense, but it turns out they don't have any offense. No, I really thought this would be a high scoring game, and it turned out not to be. Yeah. But, uh, Ole Miss with a loss. Yeah, you know, it makes you feel better when a team like that loses. Okay, on to South Carolina versus North Carolina. Yeah, surely South Carolina won that one. No, they took a, they took an L, 24-20. Yeah, like North Carolina had two wins last year, right? Yeah, well, they're back. Yeah, they're back. <laughs> they're back. Yeah. Everybody's been saying that North Carolina's bound to be back in football. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very much back. Um, here, I got one for you. Arkansas played Portland State. Yeah. I think we decided they're out of Maine. They're the Portland State Lobsters. Sure. Lobster Rolls or something like that. I think you're right. Yeah. Arkansas was, what did I say earlier, a 28-point favorite? Yep. Yeah. We yep. were jumping for joy at that line because we're like, there is no way in fucking hell that Arkansas, Arkansas can cover yeah, 28 Yeah, the Las line. Vegas Sportsbooks had this one way wrong. We knew it earlier in the week. Arkansas wins this game 20-13. to 13. Seven points. Seven points. Yeah, after, yeah. Now, keep in mind, we were 18-point favorites and lost, so that's what sucks. We want to make fun of these teams so bad, and we can't. No, you can't You can't say shit. This is just like when we lost to Indiana at the beginning of this, this yeah. season a few yeah. years back. Could have been playing sour grapes right now. Uh, we had LSU playing uh, what I assume is Georgia Southern. Yeah, that's it. Letter school. Mm-hmm, uh, that's right. LSU uh, stomped their dick in 55-3. Yeah. No no big deal. Yep. I think there's only three games that I can count that were went as predicted, LSU, Alabama, mm-hmm. and then... Um, I'm sure you'll tell us A&M. about Texas A&M. Uh, I'll give you, give you Georgia Vandy played late this evening. Uh, it wasn't a bloodbath. It was thirty to six. Uh, over That's Vandy. a pretty standard Vanderbilt loss. Yeah. You know they don't get beat by eighty. They get beat by fifteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, the kickoff game last week was Florida and Miami. Yeah, we and, talked about that a little. Yeah, it was kind of a shit show too. But Florida won twenty four to twenty. Yeah, we were talking about how Florida didn't look that good. No. Nope. Well, It'd be great to be Florida, wouldn't it? Yeah. Have, well, have that Felipe Franks be yeah, your quarterback I was, get shit done. I was licking my lips when I was watching Florida flounder out there, and now I just don't think we can beat anybody. No. Nope. Uh, A&M played Texas State. A&M 41, Texas State 7. 
And don't worry, guys. Uh, Barry Odom will burn a bunch of shit in a trash can and turn things around. And the final game of the week, which I really wanted to toot this horn and talk about it and make fun of things, was Tennessee played Georgia State. Mm. Yeah. This is, this is Tennessee is back. Tennessee's back. So is Texas. So is Nebraska. They got all the, they're back. They're going to win. They got this coach. Everybody's back. I mean, they're going to dick stomp people in the SEC. They got picked high. Um, they lost 38 to 30 to Georgia State. It's pretty no. Hard. Yeah? No. Yes. Paul didn't like it. No. I'm sure somewhere Barrett Sally is just having a heart attack. Oh, Clay Travis was very upset. Yeah. Well, he was t- being douchier than usual. Well, <laughs> did he claim that this coach maybe molested somebody so they'll who get him fucking kicked knows? out? No. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, as bad as Missouri's loss was, it was, it was great to watch Tennessee take it on the chin. Mm-hmm. And I will note that Tennessee lost in Knoxville. That was a home game they lost that game. They looked terrible. I mean, honestly... Wish I could enjoy it. Yeah, wish I could enjoy it too. LSU, Alabama, A and M all look good. The rest of the conference looks very, very mortal. Well, don't forget Auburn. Now Auburn, Auburn had a big game and a, and a and a big job ahead of them, and they were got down, but ultimately came away with the win. So, yeah, uh, Auburn can go on the list of I'd teams probably, that can be proud. Yeah, I need to give that SEC score too because it was still going on when. Uh, yeah, it was it was running about the same time as the Tigers. Yeah, and uh, they got down early, did Auburn, but uh, they stayed in that thing, and that was that was in uh, Eugene, Oregon, was it not? So that was a tough road game to go across the fucking country. Anytime Auburn has to go above the Mason Dixon line, they feel uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah, they won 27 21. Mm-hmm. It was the final in that game. That's a good win because I think Oregon was number 11 and Auburn was number 16. So, I mean, that's a pretty damn good win to it go up there and win. do that. It they're fantastic. Good. Well, they're fuck better than Mizzou, I can tell you that. They are a really good football team. Yeah, Paul, high on them. But, uh, yeah, what, so what's, what's next week if there is a next week? I mean, Fuck. I, I don't even care about college football right now. I don't think they're going to I'm going to be free team. for golf on Saturdays for a while if anybody yeah. wants to play. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll pay. Um, Mizzou goes to play West Virginia. Now, or that, not, not goes to play West Virginia. Mizzou plays West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia comes here. And this was a game I was looking forward to because I'm Will not looking forward to it anymore. No, but Will Greer's gone. Uh, what's his name? Dana, Mul- Dana Holgerson, their Yeah, coach the guy with the mullet that, not quite the same mullet as, uh, what's his name? Gundy, Gundy. in Oklahoma State. No, no but, one has that. Get a but they had a strong thing going. He and was more of gone. a, his hair was more of a Woody Harrelson and a Kingpin. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. with that, where he, when he he starts to go bald and his hair gets all crazy. It's like a flowing comb over mullet yeah. waterfall combination. Yeah, it reminded me of a lot going on. Roy, he had a Roy Munson cut. He did. God, I love Roy Munson. Mm-hmm. And it was. I could eat a box. Yeah, he could. <laughs> <laughs> they jarred something loose, Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Old references. Yeah. Uh, but that coach looked like he belonged at West Virginia and it yeah. worked for them. But yeah. I thought, well, this is going to, we're going to work out here now. But I mean, Fuck, who knows what Mizzou's capable of. We're not capable after that shit show we saw this week. And knowing that Barry Odom's teams do seem to improve as the season goes along, they just start out terribly, which is inexcusable because as far as I know, Barry Odom gets the same number of practices with his fucking teams that everybody else does. Why is he so wildly so unprepared? Why can't games either? Like, yeah. God forbid you give Too him much any time to prepare. Time. Yeah, well. that's right. Bad timing. When he's got months to prepare for the season opener, we suck. When he's got weeks and weeks to prepare for a bowl game, we're going to suck. Well, Tennessee has to play the Fighting Mormons in BYU this week, too, which I watched BYU play, and they're not very good, so I expect them to go in there and win. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not that good. But, boy, it would be great to see Tennessee go 0-2 at least. I mean, mm-hmm. it, now at this point in the season, it's just I'm rooting for Tennessee to lose. Yeah, a whole lot cooler if they did. Uh, Vandy, Purdue. That's a, I mean, just an absolute all-star of a game. Purdue has fallen on hard times. Yeah, 0-1 versus 0-1. Let's see. We got Florida playing University of Tennessee Martin. That's right. Letter school. Letter school. And then we have South Carolina playing maybe Charlotte Southern, something like that. You know, I'm going to guess that. It's Charleston Southern. Charleston. Pretty pretty close. Oh, well. Same fucking state, pretty much. Uh, yeah. We're all about preparation here, folks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I really look these up. I know that there's a hurricane going through there. Maybe it'll take a team or two out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're uh, they're they're zero one against uh, other teams in a Carolina state so far. Yeah. So who knows? And then Kentucky's going to play the Emus. 
which is just a big bird, two for all big birds. Yeah. Um, they've got sharp talons and will probably fuck Kentucky really up with those things and lose. <laughs> I think that's what they are. Yeah. They're definitely Eastern big. Michigan fighting emus. Emus. Yeah. They're, I mean, huge birds. Sounds I'm not sure about that. <laughs> and then, uh, we've got A&M playing, uh, ooh, Clemson. That's a big game. Yes, nice. it is. Yeah. Well, I tell you, Clemson looked scary when, I mean, it wasn't much they were going up against, but, uh, yeah, it looks a, good this year, but I'm not going to pick them against Clemson. Their fucking quarterback is legit. I'm hopped up to watch this game. You know, I think, I think it should be a good game for a while. Clemson should win, but I want to see what A&M's got in the tank. Yes, sir. It's a good test. If you want, if you, if you believe A&M has, uh, Got what it takes to make the playoff. This would be a. This game could be a big indicator. Texas A and M. Yeah, I agree, Paul. Texas A and M will lose. We've got LSU playing the Texas Longhorns. That's another big game on that the ballot this week. That ought to be a bloodbath because Texas folks ain't back. Go Tigers! Yeah, hook them. Okay. Not really. They're fucking terrible. LSU. It's pretty bad when a school doesn't want you throwing them the fucking hook them upside down. Yeah. Raise a fit with the Big 12. Big 12 pussies, they'll do whatever Texas wants, mm-hmm. though. Oh, boy. I, you know, I tweeted out this week that uh, five of the Big 12 schools were not televised. Uh, got a lot of traction with that. Um, Turns out you were wrong. Well, here's the thing about that. It wasn't quite wrong. It was that all of those schools were on, like, Fox Sports Net regional local TV. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're on local TV, so you're not so fast with your bad information. I'm like, man, I guess you were on local TV. Good for you. We're talking about real TV. Yeah, where Nas- you, can, you know, national television. Yeah, where you can see it in California or Maine, where yeah. obviously Portland State is from. Why you're eating a lobster roll. I'm going to move on to Arkansas playing Ole Miss. That game's going to end in a two to three score, I believe. Yeah, it will be a baseball score based on yeah. what we've seen. I was, I mean, I thought Ole Miss was going to roll over uh, Arkansas, even though I don't think they're going to be favored. And then I saw them play against Memphis, and I was like, "Well, Ole Miss cannot score points. They're going to sc- they're going to play eight quarters, and then they're just going to have to shoot, shoot free throws to see who wins the game." That's basically what's going to happen. I think Caleb's right. It's going to be a low. Take the under yeah, after eight after eight straight quarters. It's going to be zero to zero, and they're like, you know what, guys. Let's shoot free throws for it. Yeah, this will be one of those stupid games at midweek. I'm like, bet the under, bet your fucking house payment on it, and then they go out and it's 45 to 47. (laughs) I don't agree. Yeah. Well, fuck you, Paul. Okay. We've got got Auburn playing uh, what I'm going to assume is maybe Tulsa (laughs) um, or the Teletubbies. I don't know. I kind of scribbled some shit down. I got Tulane here. Okay. They're playing Tulane? All right. Uh, well, they're going to beat Tulane. Well, I'd hope if they yes, could beat Oregon that Tulane wouldn't be too uh, a bridge too far. Yeah, I think that's going to be an easy one for them. We got Mississippi State playing the uh, University of Southern Macaroni. <laughs> yep, that's right. That checks out. <laughs> that checks I got that out. on the computer. It checks out. <laughs> okay, want to make sure? I thought I thought I looked that one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to make chili mac out of them. Mississippi State wins that game. <laughs> no, that's Cincinnati where the chili mac is from. Oh, but but the Southern macaroni that is full of cheese. I mean, yeah. it's high calorie and it's the best. They, they put the panko breadcrumbs on top. Yeah, that's, okay, that's, that's the Southern. That's University the one. Southern okay. Macaroni. Well, they're going to go a, a dish so popular that a football team made it their mascot. Amazing, really. It, yeah, it seems it. unfathomable. <laughs> Yes, it really does. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's crazy, but it's true, folks. Don't look it up. Yeah. We're telling you the no truth. No need. Mississippi State's going to win that game. You're right about that. We have the final game of the week, and this is one Alabama is going to play. And then Alabama. You know, I, we don't even really need to talk about it. It's NMST, and it, I, it has something to do with STDs, I'm pretty sure, like New Mexico, <laughs> urinary tract, somethings. Alabama shouldn't be allowed to play letter schools. No, no it should be illegal. But Well, I'm sure Paul Feinbaum will spend all week on his show talking about how it's a disgrace that Alabama would play a team like this. No. No, you won't? I find that strange. No. Yeah. It's weird. Al- I don't agree. Alabama will score 45 points. This You're right about that. <laughs> NMST, New Mexico State, or whoever it is, the Dorito Locos Tacos will score, <laughs> will score three to six points because that's what Alabama does. Yep. That's yes, how sir. they do. That's their jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed, Paul. And that's it. That's, that's the whole roundup next week, folks. Thank you. Yeah. We went all the way around it. Appreciate you. Right. <laughs> and we've been around the horn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Paul, we're going to put you away. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. All right. Guys, uh, man, we buzzing through this. It's yeah. easy well, when there's, there's actual football to talk about. Oh, man. 
I know. It's, I don't want to talk about football, though. Yeah. It's depressing. It is. Can we talk about Yellowstone instead? That show's fucking amazing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 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 let's talk about Yellowstone. Hey, guys, new format change. We're going to talk about Yellowstone on the, on Man, the Paramount Network. I haven't network. seen it yet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, they, if Mizzou it. loses two in a row, this is now going to be the Yellowstone Mazodcast. Yeah. <laughs> Start watching. I'm going to dress up like Rip, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, don't no more Cowboys talk tonight, guys. It's hard on me. <laughs> yeah, right. no Makes kidding. me think about Wyoming. Yes, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we take our last break of the day, come back, and do uh, some Kansas news. That's always good. Well, fuck them. Yeah. All right. This is Mazodcast. I just, I don't know, man. Like, I I listen to the game. I listen to it. Or I'll, I'll look at it, I'll watch it, whatever. And I know when we're down that far, I know we'll claw back. I know we're going to claw back. Like, I know we won't get there. But the minute that we claw back, I know we're just going to choke it all away. Because I know they're going to stab me in the heart and twist it. I just, I just know that because I'm a Missouri fan. I felt it so many times before. And as many times as it'll happen, you never quite get callous it. You just, you know it's going to happen and you still let it just fucking devastate you anyway. Not too happy uh, with the performance. Yep, a little, little bit of poopy poopy uh, poop butt out there uh, against Wyoming. So, have a good one. And we're back, guys. And I uh, said we were going to get into Kansas news, and we will. But first, I want to circle back to those voicemails and just let you, listeners know we couldn't get to all of them because there were a lot of them. But we're going to try to play a few of them here for you now because we want to get as many of your all's opinions in as possible because, obviously, uh, we're all enraged. So let's go to the voicemails. So this was supposed to be our year. We get the number one transfer in the country and Kelly Bryant. Sure, we had a bowl band, but we we're still going to go 11, 10 wins. But no, we lose to fucking Wyoming in week one. Are you fucking kidding me? God, it sucks to be a Mizzou fan sometimes. Fuck Missouri! <laughs> that's what we were hoping for. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. What's up, you fucking idiots? Oh, we have Phil. been very Odom. Welcome to Missouri fucking football. So fucking awesome. Fuck this team. Fuck yourselves. Fuck. Bye. Uh, Miss Phil, um, I was going to tell you guys, Phil actually called in uh, three or four more times. Uh, not going to play those because A, time constraints, and B, they're all the exact same message. <laughs> it's telling us to go fuck ourselves, Mizzou to go fuck themselves, and Barry Odom to definitely go fuck himself. Mm-hmm. This is why you don't talk crap about Tennessee losing to Georgia State. Disagree. Granted, I know it's Wyoming and it's a better school. However, it's Wyoming. It's not that you could win better. every single game the rest of the season and it would be okay. Um, I will always relish Tennessee losing and I will always talk shit about them. I don't, I'm not going to let my bad team be contingent on whether I can take joy in Tennessee taking it up the ass. Yeah, you know, the crazy thing is, is like the year I talked about where we lost to Indiana early on, it doesn't affect us in the, when it comes to the SEC East. We could literally still win the goddamn. <laughs> it happened with Indiana. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to have perspective right now, and it's hard to imagine that scenario after losing to Wyoming, but, uh, it's still conceivable. Don't give up in the season yet. We still want your downloads. I guess is what, I'm, what it comes down to. <laughs> Definitely. You gotta hate horrible cell service. Anyways. Tennessee loses to Georgia State, and we're all fine and dandy about giving in and just saying, hey, Tennessee, you suck. They do. And then Mizzou, pulling the typical Mizzou stuff, goes to Wyoming, a team that is still wearing jerseys that they've worn since 1999 with those ugly numbers. I think I even remember playing against schools that had those numbers. So we're looking at, what, 20 years worth of that number on a jersey, and we just lost to them. (laughs) <laughs> we could go and win the rest of the games all year long, but we just potentially lost to the Wyoming Cowboys. Yeah, we lost to a team that doesn't have the names of the players on the back of their jersey. That's never a good sign. <laughs> that guy's smoking weed, by the way, I can tell. Yeah. Uh, second caller we've had that uh, blames the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Well, we sit the bed again. M-I-Z. Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> that's right, Leon. It is a lady. Well, that's like the second time that's ever happened. We ever. Lady calls. <laughs> yeah. Third quarter, Missouri down to Wyoming, 34 to 17. Was it too late to drive down to Denver to get Drew Locke? We'll suit him up. MIC. Yeah, it is. 
it sure is. Typical fucking burial of that stupid, no good, rotten <laughs> motherfucker. I don't care if Thomas Christ was the fucking quarterback. This team is fucking shit. Fucking shit. The defense is a fucking embarrassment again. For being such a defensive guru, his defense is shit. His offense is shit. This team is shit. Fire the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> good voice yeah, if you guys could send stuff. us 20 to 30 of those, yeah. we'll take them yeah, every those time. Are, those are good. That's good stuff. For you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We put out the voicemail line. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> That's right. We don't want three minutes of football dissertations. We can give you all the bad takes in the world. We want lots of cussing and lots of, I mean, even some blasphemy in there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, All of it. I was heard there were three kinds of sons in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. I want to apologize to you guys today uh, after what we saw and all the football going on. I didn't devote a lot of attention to my uh, reporting duties, guys. Uh, But we do have some Kansas news for you, so let's get through this now. Kansas woman captures video of a snake stuck in gas pump. Wow. This is the typical kind of Kansas story where it's just like, there's nothing to report in Kansas, so this is now news. Sure. Holly Malkus was in for a surprise when she gassed up her car the other day. As she was pumping fuel, Malkus noticed a snake slithering in the display window. She said at first she thought it was an advertisement. Doesn't make any sense at all, unless it was for snake-charming churches. Yeah, you know, because yeah. there are a lot of those yeah, snake-handling sure. churches. Yeah. That's possibly what she thought. Maybe that's why it seems strange to us, but it probably it may, be, may be a perfectly natural thing in, in Kansas. Sure. Upon further investigation, she realized it was an actual live reptile trapped between the computer screen and the clear protective window. Mm. She notified employees at the gas station, and they removed the garden snake safely. Do you think possibly she thought it was going to tempt her with with an apple. That was probably her first thought. Yeah, I mean, that is the level of scientific inquiry in Kansas. I mean, it, science class talks a lot about talking snakes and apples. So, I mean, it's natural that she felt like sure. it was her time. Yeah. She thought it was a commercial for a history course she could take online. <laughs> That's right. Kansas woman fell asleep in her parked car, woke to find it missing. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That'll happen on them bigger jobs. Well, this is a uh, you're gonna have to explain that headline. Yeah, I like the ones that <laughs> they don't do. They don't explain anything. Just draws the, in, the draws the imagination. Read that headline for me one more time. Sure. Kansas woman fell asleep in her parked car, woke to find it missing. So this, without hearing the story, this tells me that she was fell asleep inside of a car and somehow managed to get taken out of the car, okay. never woken up, and her car got stolen. She was super high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, dude, where's my car? Yeah, yeah. super high. Yeah. Well, Colin, that's why we have more than headlines. We have articles. So oh, let's get okay. into it further. Uh, police in Kansas say a possible carjacker apparently removed a sleeping woman from the parked car before stealing the vehicle and leaving her in the driveway. That makes total sense now. Uh, police say the woman told them she'd fallen asleep in her parked car in her driveway around 9 p.m. Wednesday, but woke to find the vehicle missing around 4 a.m. Thursday. Who the so- fuck falls? asleep at 9 o'clock at night. Like, I've slept in college driveway at 3 o'clock in the morning, but never at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> well, my thing is, it's like, so somebody can move you out of the car and you still don't wake up till 4 a.m. the next day? Like, you were effed up. Like, you just... You don't like, sleep outside yeah. and not fucking wake up. It doesn't happen. She's this a sound was, sleeper. Yeah. She'd been drinking prairie dog piss and was yeah. all kinds of fucked up. She was up. all sorts of gooned up. Yeah. First, she finds a snake in the gas pump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I assume it's the same woman. Uh, police say she didn't remember what happened, but had a bruise and abrasion on her face. So uh, apparently she might have got smacked around while sleeping. Yeah, and maybe didn't, he knocked didn't her out while she was unconscious. Or maybe just dropped her to the fucking curb in her face. I don't believe the story for one second. There is something fishy about it, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. It does not sound right. No, it's a setup. It's her boyfriend that took the car. Yeah. It's an insurance fraud scam. Yeah, That's they're so dumb in Kansas. This one, uh, this one hits home for sort of a, the kind of story I like because it involves either Walmart or nudity. This one is the nudity route. Naked man caught on doorbell camera peering into Kansas home. <laughs> you know, through the years we've been doing this podcast, we have had several stories about nude Kansans. Yeah. And a lot of debate as to whether it's illegal or not. <laughs> 
to be naked out in public. Yep. And uh, I think it should be illegal because, A, I've seen the physiques on the Kansans, and, B, just with that flat land, it's like uh, how you can't shoot with a rifle during deer season because it's so flat, you, the bullet could go for miles. You can see that dong for miles. Sure. In the flat prairie land, and I, we don't want to. No. Plus, God knows what a prairie dog could do to it. So uh, he was naked and barefoot at 3 a.m. on a stranger's front porch. Now Kansas neighbors want him found, and police are on the case. The homeowner's security camera recorded video of the disturbing early morning visit from the stark naked stranger. Uh, there is video of this, guys, with a little blur effect in a particular area. Uh, when the husband and wife woke Tuesday morning, the first thing they saw was a security alert on their cell phones, including a video of a nude man peering into their house. big juicy hog. <laughs> we love the size of his dung. Yeah, we like that. We like those pictures of his big juicy hog. <laughs> but we, it did. It, did, it feel, must feel strange that he'd be outside of our house peering in he, with that big juicy hog. He'd pe- clearly been taking blue chew pills. Mm, yeah. No way, he's got a, Yeah, he's got a <laughs> guy's got a big juicy hog, a delicious asshole. That's what they, well, that's that's what they thought. That's exactly what they thought. Because police are still searching for the man, they're concealing the homeowner's identities. <laughs> a man wearing on his head what appears to be a sweatshirt. So don't tell me he's naked if he's wearing a sweatshirt on his head. Yeah. That's bad reporting. That's right. But it's a big dog sweatshirt. <laughs> he was... N- <laughs> it probably is. He was naked when he walked up to the family's home. The family's ring video doorbell recorded the unexpected and unwanted start to their day. I, who's to say it's unwanted? Just because it was unexpected doesn't mean it was unwanted. That may be a great way to start your day in Kansas. Sure. Hot, juicy dongs. Big, juicy dongs. The couple had never seen the man before. Neither have their neighbors, who shared the video. Who they share the video? <laughs> hey, everybody, check out this juicy fat hog that came to my front door. Bob, I, you know, I didn't ask to see it. Yeah, and frankly, I didn't well, I want to you. see it. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a family man. You know that I have kids, and the last thing I want to do is see a stranger's cock. And then he's like, "Yeah, right, Bob. We know how much gay porn you have in your house. Yeah, I know you say it's a security issue. Yeah, but to me, it just looks like you're showing pictures of dicks to the neighbors. Yeah." Big juicy fat dong. <laughs> it was a, it was big juicy hogs. Horrific. Seeing somebody who was exposing himself without a care in the world and looking directly into my camera and not even caring that he was stark naked. Yeah, the homeowner staring dead eyed and you know, right at you like a shark's eyes. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a doll's eyes. I feel like the, the fact that he didn't have a care in the world means yeah. it's not that horrific. Well, he's wearing that him. sweatshirt that says if you want to run with the big dogs, you got to leave the porch. Yeah. <laughs> that really got him. Poker in the front, liquor in the rear. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he also used the front of his cell phone as a flashlight and peered in the front window. Then he tried to cover his face as he stared at their ring camera. <laughs> the- oh, that camera was looking at me. Better cover my face. <laughs> now that they've been recording me for 15 minutes. <laughs> me my big juicy hog. <laughs> they say everything about it was just downright creepy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. He stood in front of our doorbell for 30 seconds and wasn't concerned at all that he was at the wrong house and wearing no clothes. I think he's obviously not concerned that he's wearing no clothes because he's out in public and he's naked and it didn't just occur to him that he was naked when he appeared at your doorbell. He went out that way. That was a conscious decision. The fact that we don't know what he was doing here, if he lives around here, what his motives were. He's slinging dogs. <laughs> that's his motive. If he was taking some sort of substance that's making him act like that. Yeah. Uh, Let's show off that hot pork sword. <laughs> if you recognize the man, you're asked to call the Kansas police. He was probably looking for a Corolla to fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I'll tell you what. You know, if you recognize him or his fat, juicy hog, mm-hmm. call the yeah. Kansas police. Yeah, why didn't they tell us if it has freckles or not so we can yeah. actually identify the hog? Any welts or boils on that thing? A lot of the neighbors also have security cameras. They hope homeowners will check to see if their cameras caught a big, juicy hog or are going to share the video with police, hopefully, to find out who he is, where he came from, and where he's sticking that thing. put that dick in a lineup for people to pick out. It's like porkies. That's right. And, uh, Caleb, we have one last bit of news, sadly. Uh, did Kansas play football this weekend? They did. Kansas played uh, the Southern Indiana Institute of Dental Hygienists in football this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they came through in the final seconds with a win, 24-17. to and good for you, Kansas. Kansas won. We lost, by the way, guys. That's that's what the, our life is right now. Yep. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't either. Ah, we're, we're bummed. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. we should shut this thing down. We'll certainly shut down Kansas news. 
You know, during the football season, uh, we usually do offer these two awards out to uh, players or to individuals in the college football world. I guess we should do that now. It is our job. Our first award. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair, Player of the Game. It's going to be hard to find a player on Mizzou's roster today that personifies all that I think we should get into the fucking quarterback for uh, Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, well, it did, was, Nance had two touchdowns, right? Was it Nance? Did he have two touchdowns? I don't know. I mean, it was hard to even remember the good things because of all the bad things. Ooh. I don't know who you give this to. Beatty. He played well. Yeah, the running backs did play decent. I mean, look, Roundtree had a fumble, but it was hardly his fault, I felt like. No. The, he was an the first touchdown man, was Nance, and, this, and then Nance had the big touchdown uh, towards the end of the game to get us back within striking distance. Well, I, let's I'll give it, it to Nance, Nance then. He's yeah. the only one that, that yeah. sounds like he deserves yeah. it. Sure. Congrats, Nance. The second award is an important one, obviously, because it is uh, all of college football we scour for this one. It is time for TJ Moe's Douche of the Week. Douche of the Week. Who was a big douche this week, guys? Hugh Freeze. <laughs> yeah, let's give it to Hugh Freeze. He uh, he wanted to uh, showboat and be uh, sanctimonious, as he always is. His first game at Liberty, and uh, I was told at first he had a staph infection, and then Caleb told me not a staph infection. The story had changed. Yeah, they said later they reported that he had a staph infection and was coaching from a hospital bed in the mm. fucking booth. Yeah. yeah. And then later reported that he had a back injury. Yeah. And that's why and he did the press conference afterwards in the hospital bed. Uh, and the hospital bed was like in a suite, right? Or like yes, in, it's like in, in the, the stadium. Ridiculous. That is just for fucking show. That is like, guys, look how devoted I am. So fucking stupid. I'm pretty sure he slipped a hip fucking a hooker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, if he got an infection. Got, yeah. I mean, it's, it's from a Tampa Bay prostitute is my guess. Right. And it's not the first one. I mean, he's on a penicillin drip constantly. That guy, I mean, when I saw the picture of that guy laying in bed from up in the stadium, I'm like, Give it a fucking rest. Yeah. You're so out to prove what kind of guy you are. You probably filmed a fucking commercial for Truvada for prep. That age fucking deal up there. Yeah. You freeze is getting some extra cash. Yeah, doing that whole hospital bed thing just to show how devoted he is. That's a douche move. He's douche of the week. All right. I think that's well-deserved. Good call, Caleb. Mm, yep, I try. All right. So uh, we do play West Virginia next week. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, obviously, it'll be interesting to see what the stories develop over the week because Barry Odom has a lot to answer for, as to, does Derek Dooley. Uh, West Virginia's not any good, but we just lost to Wyoming, so who the fuck knows how good we are? Yep. We're going to sign off. Talk to you next week on our midweek show, M-I-Z. D-O-U. Go Tigers! Shit show.